0: The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening, and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including YouTube and your home smart speakers. Remember to subscribe, and remember to leave a review. That truly does help others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the only amount of stars you should use. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, NoFocusRadio.com, for exclusive content and to vote on Don's polls. Find us on social media. Our handle is at NoFocusRadio. Find the rest of our stuff at lightomindmedia.com. <laughs> I miss it. I do miss singing. I miss singing. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Like we said, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley. It's made for those who miss the Central Valley, for those who long to live in the Central Valley, and for those who are it,
1: still looking for Stu Podasso in the Central Valley. <laughs> still got
0: diarrhea. I don't, yeah, something's yeah, going no on with stew-y. him. I don't know. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Buddy's
2: got to him. We yeah. gotta get him some like cool wipes or something.
0: Oh, some cool whip. <laughs> put up in. Cool whip, yeah. Cool whip. I bet you that would Is feel that a thing? amazing. Eat enough of it, it'll you know it'll stop you up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have with us as always our wonderful crew. We have Eric Vado, hey Fresno. You
1: got to vote, vote on that. It's still up there on Don Schlick's polls. Vote yeah. about the uh, the singing. We still didn't sing this time. We're waiting yeah. to get all the get all the votes in on that. All right, so. We want to know. Do you like the singing or if we should sing?
0: Okay. Also have with us, Mr. Don Schlicks.
2: Good to be back. We're uh, in uh, kind of like a, a rhythm here. It's our second show right. uh, of the week, and it's been a while since we've done that. Yep. So yeah. uh, I'm glad. I wish Marty was here. I miss him. I miss his musk. I miss uh, mm-hmm. wa- lo- watching him as he speaks <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, um, eating so. and writing down
1: things during the yeah. show. I, we, yeah, yeah. I miss that. I
0: like looking at his drawings that he doodles after. He the show. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: He's, He's good. good. I Johnny Depp at that trial. He was doing a lot of drawings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Johnny Depp. That's uh, that's a really important news stuff that was really taken up. Uh, I I have a tip for our listeners. But first, let's let's go to uh, the third. Hi, guys. Uh, You might know me. My name is... Next to boss, I uh, also go by Johnny Knobs because I control the
2: volume.
0: So we got rid of the singing, but we won't get rid of
2: that <laughs> joke? No, that joke, I'm telling you,
0: people love that joke. Who? Yeah. Which celebrity? Uh, well, I told you before, uh, Ray Appleton. He said, I love the volume mm. bit. And then also... Um, uh friend of the show, Nathan Magsig, said yeah. that uh, th- that's not how he sounds good. <laughs> that's the only reason that I like the show. <laughs> oh okay. the only reason I listen. Yeah. I, you yeah. Know, yeah. He, he turns uh, off uh, after that. Yeah. He just shuts uh, uh, off after yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. So true yeah. stories. I'm oh, sorry, so Both what were you gonna true. say, Don? No, no uh, we were yet. talking about Marty,
2: and yeah. I just had a tip for our listeners. Yeah. That Marty is the funniest member of our podcast. Yeah, um, I think so. A lot of his jokes go unheard because we're talking and being idiots, and he'll just quietly, if you listen, be saying something really so funny. funny. Yeah. So I like listening to our podcast because I don't hear him because I'm
0: talking and laughing, uh-huh.
2: and then when I listen back, I'm like, hey, what did Marty just say?
0: Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. says some really yeah. funny stuff. Yeah, that,
1: that's why I, sometimes I'll be like, uh, oh, wait, wait, what did you say, Marty? You know, I'll go, uh-huh. i play it back because I'm like, yeah, because we miss it. I would I say I
0: like ninety percent of our showtime. Titles are little things, things that, that Marty, Marty says in the
1: yeah. background yeah, that, you, yeah. that I
2: never heard. Yeah. 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 Maybe,
1: maybe that should be his new name. Marty, the show title. <laughs> <laughs> stupid so.
0: Yeah, that is uh, that is what it is. Um, yeah. That's actually a good show title. So, how
1: are you guys me. been? What's going on? What's new? Oh,
0: man. Okay, let's start. Let's start, uh, Don.
1: Hey, you know what? Well, let me yeah. ask you first. How's, yeah. how's uh, daddy life going? You know, it's good. Let's it's get an good. update yeah, on it. It's that. really
0: good. Baby's really great. She's uh, how old um, now? 13, 14. Uh, yeah, like getting weeks. Told, uh, yeah, <laughs> getting <laughs> up important. there now. Uh, yeah. No, she's um, they grow fast. Either. About eight weeks at this point. Seven, okay. eight weeks.
2: He, he actually, we asked him this yesterday. Uh, how old? How old is? Uh, baby now? You know, it's hard to keep track when it's not your yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had it down to the days. That's how he reported it. She's blah, 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 days old. And we're like,
0: <laughs> days? Yeah, that's actually oh how God. I track it. <laughs> like, wow. What? Why not weeks
2: or months at this
0: point? Yeah, yeah. she's actually, yeah, she's uh uh, 64 days. Wow. <laughs> Are you still going to be doing that when when she's like 18, when she yeah. turns 18? Yeah. She's, she's
2: 2,000
0: days old. She's 2,367. I can't believe, though, it's a fast 64 days. Yeah. It goes fast.
1: Yeah. It's quick, huh? She'll be yeah. talking
0: soon. Oh, actually, 50. It's no, I made that wrong. It's 54 days. Now, still, like can't believe that it, it flies by now do
1: you guys well especially in this first time you're trying to get into a rhythm everything's just it's just a blur it's gonna be a blur you know yeah. you're gonna think all these little moments you remember you know like oh she did this mm-hmm. or she did that and it's like it's just like it's all a blur when you get past it it's amazing did uh uh are you guys getting into a rhythm speaking of that now of um, getting into a
0: rhythm yeah it still it's, chaos um no it's i we're, we're finding. We're definitely finding a, a somewhat of a rhythm. Okay. Um we kind of have a bit of a, a, a kind of a feeding type schedule if you will. Um you know I'm back at, I'm back at work. Um so mm-hmm. that's been yeah. interesting, you know, really tired during yeah. the work day. I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Um but yeah, for the most part I think How many hours kind of, of sleep do you think you're getting? Yeah, my watch will tell me on average. Hey, Uh-oh. right now on Average here, I'll tell you what. My sleep average is let's see here. Average sleep time is four hours and 20 minutes. Oh my gosh, (laughs) wow! Ouch, you know,
2: you're running at half power. Ouch, yeah, that's that's tough.
0: What was your average? You're like a uh, you're like probably like like six and a half. You're like a Nissan
2: Leaf uh battery that's uh, (laughs) two years old, uh, two years old, (laughs) yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. soon enough you're just going to have to take me out to the desert and bury me. So. Oh my gosh. But you guys are getting it, you're getting into
1: a rhythm. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, it's good, it's been good. I,
1: I know some of our listeners were kind of, you know, they are interested to find out and I guess when we came back we really didn't talk about how your life had changed, right. didn't get too much into dad stuff, you know. Yeah, no, we're good. And, uh,
0: um, it's been, you know, it's normal. I think anybody who has kids knows what all the things that happen, so we're... Yeah, we're,
1: uh, But it's kind of fun to listen to somebody else go through it. it I gotta admit,
0: <laughs> I was
2: not a good dad when it came to the middle of the night stuff. All three of our babies actually weren't too bad at, you know, they they, they didn't, like, keep us up all They'd night. they sleep through the night, mostly. But, you know, babies do wake up during the night and want to eat. Yeah. And, um, my wife just, I mean, obviously, unless we had bottles, then dads can feed, but, uh... Kristen was always up to the task of getting up and, and feeding a baby, um, mm. and so I got lucky one time. You know, she started crying, and I was like, i to get her. I got her. I got her." And I was like stumbling down the hallway <laughs> because oh, I don't no. wake up good. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Chris is like, "No, no, no! You're gonna drop the baby." Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> so,
0: really? I guess so, no, <laughs> uh, so. We do a thing. So I'll I'll do I'll do um, some of the night feedings as well with a bottle. Okay. And, but do you we, have the little man man boob uh, yeah yeah i wear a big fake breast a yeah, unit yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so but we um we uh, my wife and i we both set our alarm just in case we try, just in case one of us sleeps through it you know mm. just, just to make sure cuz typically one of us will so just you know um,
1: so you guys are feeding like literally by the clock right now
0: as so Kind of, well, baby essentially feeds on the clock. Almost every two hours on the dot, she'll wake up okay. and start screaming. Okay. So we try to get to it like five minutes before that, two hours. Oh. Because or else, uh, then you have to calm her down. So we try to do like, mm. if we can get to her right before she starts screaming and we get a bottle or feeding her, then we're good. Okay. So I, when I'm, you know, either I'm feeding, then, um, then my wife is like, you know, uh, doing the pumping or anything like that. So we're trying to figure out this whole thing. But um, the other day, I guess, I... um it was the middle of the night. I was waking I didn't wake up to do a feeding. And so my my wife I, came up to me. She said she woke me up and said, hey, can you? Um, oh, that's right. I wasn't supposed to do that one. So she woke me up and said, hey, would you mind helping me out at this? You know, this was like the 3 o'clock feeding. I was like, and yeah. apparently I looked at her and said, uh, yeah, but like am I doing a a normal feeding or am I putting her in the, um, am I sticking her in the, uh, my wife said sticking her in the what? <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> and so, I don't remember this, but apparently I was either going to feed her normally or sticking her the stick something. Her something. That's <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Uh-oh. What was I going to do? I that's don't know. That's sleep deprivation right there. Yeah, that's hitting you. Hitting you hard. So, that's the new thing. Like, yeah. oh, am I going to stick her in the thing? Or
1: We would usually tag team, too. Like, my wife breastfed, so she would mm-hmm. usually breastfeed, and then I would... Get the uh, Diapers, job of taking and... taking her after and like burping uh, uh, her oh, and yeah, yeah. doing that. And if she, my wife is the same way. She's not good unless she gets her sleep. So uh, she's not. So I would usually be the one getting up and like if she was real cranky, even mm-hmm. though she just ate and she right. was right. still cranky, and
2: I would have to take her. And the yeah. hard part is when they get a little bit older. You know, you have to wean them. You have to. They have to learn how to sleep through the night at some point, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And so there's a little, there's a bit of letting them cry through it, and so they can realize. Oh, I guess I'm okay, and I can go back to sleep. Right. And yeah. So our second two babies were pretty good at that. Our first daughter um, was just she had no quit in her. Mm. So she would pull herself self up because she started walking at like nine months or something, wow. and just stand and scream and cry. And I would be like, "No, we got to let her figure it out." And it would literally go on for like two hours, oh right? My and God. we'd just be laying there. Listening to her it's scream. like a battle of the wills. Like she's not going to give up. Right? She's not yeah. going to give up. It's like, yeah, that's so wow. hard.
0: I had there's been a couple times where uh, uh, baby Gwen won't stop screaming at night for mm. you know either colicky or whatever. The good news is is that like you know um, uh, these days. Uh, noise canceling headphones are like really good <laughs> yeah. and so now i just uh. like shove my headphones in crank up the noise canceling and just have something playing because it's just like or else i'm gonna like lose my mind because it's just screaming in your face oh yeah for hours oh I, i've like, done that yeah, i've lost my uh. mind a
1: couple times it would just be i'd be walking her around at night middle of the night and she's just whatever couldn't be consoled right. you know and just like okay so i'm just walking around bouncing her mm-hmm. and yeah you know yeah now let me ask you this. Your daughter, this is your oldest daughter you mm-hmm. were talking about, right? Now, your oldest daughter, is she still uh very headstrong? Is she still have that have that same personality trait? Uh, um, would you say
2: she's not as I wouldn't call her stubborn. No, actually my son is the most probably stubborn oh, really? now. Yeah. But he was hmm. um He wasn't a difficult baby. He he uh he had like he spit up a lot. Okay. Um and uh, so that kind of sucked. He was our only baby that spit up a lot. Um, but uh, he was pretty happy in general. You know, he didn't he didn't scry, cry and scream too often. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, she's not. She's I wouldn't not, call her okay. stubborn. I was, I was wondering uh, if that was like a characteristic that was just carried through through her personality. No, uh, where she was just that way. Interesting. I just think she. Uh, she's like,
1: you're new parents. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Get <laughs>
2: Yeah, she so just wasn't dead gonna dead give up. That's yeah. funny.
1: Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're getting uh, getting into the dad yeah. uh, groove
0: there. Thank you. Like Thank we told you, you. life is
1: never, never the same. Never the same. Yeah, but it's good.
0: So. Yeah. How about new? What's new? What's new, guys? Since last we spoke, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing.
1: I just avoid McDonald's. That's all yeah. I. know. I'm
2: trying the acai grape water. How is that it's called? Splash. So Eric and I, I opened it because you told me it's. Uh, I did not like it. He doesn't like it. I opened it. I took a little sniff. Yeah. And I let Eric sniff. We both agree. Yeah. It smells exactly like Otter Pops.
0: Yeah. Oh, see. I thought yeah. it tasted exactly like Big League Chew. Okay. What? Big yeah. League Chew? Yeah, great. Could, uh, it's more Otter Poppy, but okay. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's like drinking Big League Chew.
1: Oh, that sounds kind of fun, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually like it. Do you? But it is very candy ish. Yeah. Um,. It's interesting. So, like, it's you know the whole the whole flavor watered thing, the hints, yeah. everything. Well, this company is like big advertising now, um, and I think the idea is is to turn water into like a hip, cool drink, like soda, for, yeah, for like maybe young mm. people or like definitely like people from the 90s based on the um
2: yeah it looks dough. it reminds me of what were those bottles squirt well uh, like not
0: squeeze, squ- it. squeeze it squeeze it reminds it reminds me squeeze of squeeze it it's, the, it's interesting so yeah. uh but yeah for me I, that fake sugar taste is really pungent well, well not, so hits me is that what are
2: they putting fake sugar in this
0: there's there's a bit of that there's a bit of aspartame in there that's Uh-oh. what you taste that's Uh-oh. what you taste yeah. but that's supposed to be
2: i've heard the body reacts to it just like it's real sugar in some I ways
0: in some ways but not in real life
2: and I that mean. stuff make you blind
0: no, there's a lot of fake stuff about. It. I mean, look, anything—if you have enough of anything—it'll kill you, including water, right? Yeah. <laughs> so for the most part, you'll be all right. You know, a flavored
1: water—that's a big thing now. People love that flavored water. There's yeah. a ton of it. So at the we store. got
0: this. I was ordering some uh, flavored waters, and we saw it. it was like on cause I got Walmart.com uh, because I got on T-Mobile customer. They guess for random reason gave me a bunch of free months of Walmart Plus. Oh, okay. Which Means I can just get groceries delivered at any time in two hours for Ooh, free. That's so dangerous. I was like, Sweet. <laughs> so I wanted some flavored water, and this kept on being advertised big time. And it was like, uh, compared to like hints, which are like a dollar twenty five a bottle, That's
2: so expensive. This was you know. like
0: twenty five cents a mm-hmm. bottle, and I was like, you know what? Sure, let's buy a big pack of it. And maybe it's good. Um, anyways, it's not great. So, yeah. well, I actually
2: like it, but it does not quench your thirst. No. As soon as you're done drinking, you're thirsty again. Well, yeah, it's like right. it's almost like drinking a soda, right? Yeah. Like sugar. <laughs> yeah. You know, my wife loves that bubbly stuff uh, that. Uh, with a, I I cannot. I drink it and I go, oh my gosh. My wife like, loves the Costco brand uh, sparkling water. Okay. Which mm. I, I, don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um, the best one I've had uh, was a new flavor of LaCroix. La, La, La oh, that yeah. Mm, LaCroix. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to forget. Dang it. It was like a raspberry something mixed. And it was so good. We all loved it. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I think kids would like you said, Max. This would be something kids would like. You could send them in their lunch, and they'd be like, "Right, you know, yeah." yeah but
0: I think that's what it is. And honestly, it's this funny little brand. The you know, website's very. Um, I mean, it's very much like we're from the like. It just looks very nineties. Yeah, you know, um, it's from this company. It's like that's very nondescript. They don't want you to know who they are. Uh-oh. It's by Blue Triton Brands. But those in the know, if you're in the know in the food world, okay. uh, Blue Triton Brands is Nestle. So, uh, oh. so it's a Nestle <laughs> company.
2: Nestle is one of those companies that owns all the dog food, owns yeah. everything. Yeah. So Baby they got a formula. whole bunch of flavors,
0: you know, <laughs> lemon, mandarin, pineapple, watermelon, acai, grape. I, they're really pushing this. I think its they're trying to make a really hip, water mm-hmm. for, like, young people, mm-hmm. um, which is smart, Well, they, they do that, right?
1: Yeah. These companies will do, even, like, Coke, you know, they do the different flavors of Coke, and they do all this stuff just to promote. It's just promotion, try to get out there, see if it hits. And mm-hmm. if it yeah. hits, great. And if it doesn't, well, they go on to the next thing, you know, so.
0: So, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Um, well, well, I think we
1: should talk about some uh, real fun stuff, which Don uh, was yeah. going to lead us into. Yeah, we were just what?
0: talking about babies and all that stuff. So, you know, sometimes... What? The government likes to baby us. Yeah, nice what, transition. What were you going to talk about, Don? So
2: I'm reading a book, and I swear that I feel like I've done this on this show already, but Max and Eric claim that I didn't do it. No, so no. if if I'm right and they're wrong, I apologize if you've heard this for the second time. <laughs> but this book is excellent. Uh, it's by Dr. Uh, David Jeremiah, and uh, he's uh, an expert on biblical studies, and on he really focuses on biblical... Um, biblical prophecy okay but this book i think i really believe anybody would find it interesting i don't think you have to have an uh, uh you know believe in you know jesus christ to necessarily get a lot out of this book so but what the the basis of it is it's called where do we go from here and his his whole thing he starts off explaining just like the rest of us he was sitting in his kitchen eating breakfast with his wife uh, early in 2020 and he he was seeing all the chaos going on and we were going through political turmoil economic turmoil health crisis racial turmoil and he just said to his wife I think we're looking at the end of America (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like a lot of us have said Uh, and so instead of getting depressed about it he really dove in um, to what he he knows about biblical prophecy. And so he identified 10 biblical prophecies um, that he sees playing out. And it's interesting. So he talks about socialism, and we're not going to go through all of this, but socialism, globalism, pandemic, and plagues. And these are all, he has. References to the the Bible talking about the end times will feature all of this Um, economic chaos, people leaving the church, leaving their faith. Uh, Cancel culture is actually prophesied uh, in the Bible. Um, And so uh, I'm just kind of starting. I've read about I've read the prophet, uh, the socialism, globalism and pandemic, which we've all experienced um, and are experiencing. So I just wanted to quickly cover some of the things I found interesting about socialism. Just in case, um, I just think so many Americans at this point view socialism as either neutral or even a positive. And he actually, he has um, a statistic saying uh, that 40% um, of Americans overall um, view socialism as a positive but uh, if you look at the ages of 18 to 24 61 percent of those americans view socialism as a positive positive. Mm. and so he, he talks about socialism and um uh ties it back to biblical prophecy but um th- the stuff that's in there you don't again have to even believe the bible is real for some of you know a lot of this so I just want to go through, I've highlighted a couple things. Uh, he starts off talking about Venezuela, mm. just as a as a reference. Okay. And Venezuela in the 80s and 90s was the uh, richest, wealthiest nation in South America. The per capita income was almost the same income as the United States. Wow. Um, it was greater than China, Japan. Um, people there had, it was very much similar experience to America in the 80s and 90s. You know, the capita per person uh gdp um people were not impoverished um they had freedoms that the american constitution um uh you know has embedded such as religious liberty political freedom personal dignity economic opportunity this is venezuela a good place to live um then in 1998 uh, people elected hugo chavez who was We've seen people in America wearing Hugo Chavez shirts, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he was a popular figure in Hollywood and uh, stars like Sean Penn and Oliver Stone and Michael Moore all, all right. championed him. So he he yeah, kind of yeah. goes on to list what Hugo Chavez did as, as he took power. I just want to kind of highlight some of these things. So in 1998, when he took power, um, Chavez implemented the socialist paybook formula that was popular. Li- popu- Mm, formulated by the soviet union cuba china and other nations so his first task was to rewrite the venezuelan constitution um he he spun it as a good thing uh he guaranteed citizens the so-called free rights of government provided health care college education and social justice and the supreme court of venezuela uh ruled against many of his important issues that he was trying to push they're like this is not constitutional this is And so what did he do? He stacked the courts with 12 justices who were loyal loyal to him. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, And then socialism engulfed the country, obviously. He was reelected in 2006, and he was fully in control of the courts and the legislature. Um, So his next move was nationalize the media uh, and removed any voices of dissent. So the media was then controlled by, obviously, the government, as it is in Canada and other socialist nations around the world, Mm -hmm. Cuba, China, Russia, um United States um, Seemingly And um, Then he authorized Government agencies To seize All privately owned Wealth and property From from Venezuelan citizens All in the name of Fairness and equality mm. uh, He took over The nation's oil industry uh, Nationalized power companies Farms Banks Grocery stores And then his final Step He eliminated Turn limits For elected officials oh. Setting himself up To rule for the rest Of his life Um And he died in 2013 of cancer. Unfortunately, his predecessor was then elected, uh, Maduro, who's uh, yeah. you know, running things. And so um, what does this tie into? So Hugo Chavez, um, again, we talked about he was plenty popular in the United States, and his ideas are popular now with, with young people. Uh, Bernie Sanders has openly declared himself a socialist, mm-hmm. pushing that. Um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Um, She's a socialist and she has stated, stated this, that her goals are to end capitalism and implement the same socialist agenda um, that was executed in Venezuela. Mm. (laughs) Um, So that seems promising. Um, So what is socialism? People might just think of it as benign alternate way of, you know, running, managing a country. Um, So the World Socialist Party of the United States, this is their definition. It's the establishment of a system of society based on the common ownership and democratic control of the means and instruments of producing and distributing wealth by and in interest of society as a whole, not individuals. We call this common ownership, but other terms we regard synonymous um, communism and socialism so they believe that the resources, natural energy, uh, farms, factories, medicines, everything should be under the control of the people. That sounds, sounds good. Yeah. But yeah. what does the people mean? Could there it. ever really be a way for me, you, me, all my neighbors to have a say in exactly. everything? Yeah. No, right. No. So when they say the people, they mean government, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they mean. The people is government. It's the sole authority and controls all the means of production. Unfortunately, governments—I talked about this last um, last podcast—many people that get into government, they're the type of people who seek out power. Sure, and yeah. they're people. Socialism does—they attack capitalism by saying it's full of greed. It's full of whatever. So is socialism. It right. just course, limits yeah. the avail- the availability of other people to benefit, right? And so all those people, head of the government, they get all the power, but they're still corruptible by greed, selfishness, right? Authority. Mm-hmm. They want more authority. And so the more power it flows, like you said, it gets consolidated and pushed up to the head of a handful of, of these elite um, government officials who yes, basically right. become dictatorial, right? Yep. And um, so he he has stories of people who lived in these nations that escaped to the United States. Um, a woman, a uh, Chinese woman, uh, Zhef, uh Van Fleet, uh, she lived through communist China. And she says, um, she was on a Virginia school board and she stood up to vocalize her concerns about what's happening in, in schools. And he sa- And she says, um there's, very, uh, there's a lot of similarities what, between what happened in China during the Chinese Cultural Revolution, which, remember, um, was when the government um, murdered millions of... Is that when they brought in elites? Mao? They brought in Mao, and yeah, then Mao, Mao murdered the all, yeah. the, um, all, the all the doctors and educated people, people that, and people who yeah. didn't agree with him. Um, she says there's a lot of similarities between that and what is happening in the United States right now. She said they used the same ideology, the same methodology, even the same vocabulary um and with the same goal the ideology is cultural marxism and we were divided into groups as oppressor and oppressed
0: ah
2: oh that sounds um uh, familiar yes. right you're privileged Hello. you're an oppressor critical race theory there. yeah um and then she says and the takeout method uh and the takeout methodology is also very similar it's cancel culture we basically canceled the whole chinese civilization pre-communism so they erased the past. Right. Um, and so um, that was interesting because what have we been seeing? We've been seeing uh, removal of monuments, rewriting of our history, um, the elimination of what America was. Right. It was bad. We need to replace it with what it is now. We're getting rid of um, certain parts of our textbooks and what we teach children. Right. She said that all took place in China. Um then he goes into Karl Marx, who I didn't know much about. I knew he wrote the Communist Manifesto, mm-hmm. and he was the birth of this idea of basically division between people, oppressors and the oppressed. Right. It's Marxist theory, and it's one of the three or four main theories of uh, sociology that people believe in. Um, so this is Karl Marx. Um, he was, his family believed him to be possessed by a demon, um he wrote this is his poem in 1837 he wrote a poem called the pale maiden and he wrote these words about himself thus heaven i have forfeited i know full well my soul once true to god is chosen for hell then a few years later in 1841 he wrote this poem look now my blood dark sword shall stab unerringly within thy soul the hellish vapors rise and fill the brain Till I go mad and my heart is utterly changed. See the sword. The prince of darkness sold it to me. For he beats the time and gives the signs. Ever more boldly I play the dance of death. That's his own words. Um, That's not something made up. Uh. And so, well, I think I heard that in uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, too. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, uh, the
1: bathroom reader. That's good. Those yeah. bathroom reader books. Yeah, it's really uplifting. Yeah. Right? It's uplifting uh, stuff. And so, what Just happened
2: kidding. to Karl Marx? Um, he led a life, he mooched off of everyone. He never had a job in his whole life. Oh. Um, a lot of politicians. Yeah. Like that. Mooched yeah. off his uh, parents, uh, his friends, and anyone else he could find. His wife, Jenny, was her name. Mm. She was so miserable in their marriage; she wanted to die. And his daughters, Jenna and Laura, actually did kill themselves. They poisoned Jenny poisoned herself when she was forty three, and in a death pact with her husband, Laura committed suicide when she was sixty six. So interesting. That's that's the uh, founder and father of socialism. Yeah. Um, He, you know, Marxism. Then his what he was anti God, right? And so this is an interesting. Point whether you believe in God or not, right. you see, you must see this to be true. Communism can only succeed if loyalty to the church has been replaced with loyalty to the state. Uh, Marx described the church as medieval mildew, which must be script, uh, scraped away. And other socialist leaders, from China to Stalin to Castro to Pol Pot, they saw organized religion as the enemy. Um, a scholar noted, religion is the enemy a rival to Marxist mind control, and it has to be vanquished regardless of the costs and difficulty. Soviet Union had a big slogan. That they said a lot, let us drive out the capitalists from earth and God from heaven. Um, so one thing they did when Stalin took over is they attacked the Russian Orthodox Church by terror and murdered many priests, and others were denied their civil rights and, economic, and experienced economic depression. Um, Marxism is totalitarian. That was first used, that word, to describe fascist dictator Benito Mussolini, who described what it means to be a totalitarian. Everything within the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: And so what does that take to, be, to implement that belief? Everything for the good of the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state, including thoughts or speech or anything. Right? It takes total control of ideology. Right. And so that goes to religion because people divide the real, uh, ideology from religion. He also talks about how Marxism actively seeks to destroy um, the family, mm-hmm. what we've well, been of course, hearing. Yeah. yeah. Because that when people sense. have a strong family, they get value and uh, support from each other. And so what Marxism did, you always hear about how you do hear about this. Stalin mm-hmm. was actually uh, very progressive and pro women. Women started working in the Soviet Union before they did in the United States. Well, it was a plan to break up houses, the, fam- um, right. the family. Yeah. Um, and so that's, uh, he talks about that in here. Um, Marxism is divisive. Uh, in the past, Marxism used um, classes, right? The um division of classes the oppressors against the oppressed right um hugo chavez and men like that have gone out of their way to ensure that the poor hated the wealthy yeah right but today today it's more cultural marxism and it exploits the divide which is often racial sexual or gender related um we talked about how all of a sudden everything's racist right Mm -hmm. well uh that's a push of socialism. When you can't figure out how to respond to an issue, everything is racist. We're dividing people into mm-hmm. oppressed and oppressors, right? And that's what's happening yeah. right now. Not so much on economics um, as it is now on cultural, racial identity, sexual identity, right? And it's easy to see that that's that's happening. Uh, Marxism is deadly. This is the part that jumped out to me, and I hope you do your own research. Um, he researched this. 1999, the Black Book of Communism attempted to calculate the Marxist slash Leninist death toll for the 20th century. So if I had you guess how many people were murdered by their own government, socialist governments, in places like China, USSR, Cambodia, African uh, socialist nations, Latin American socialist nations, places like Vietnam, North Korea... And, and we're only going from 1917 to 1979. Mm. What would your guess be of the people murdered by their socialist government? Not, not by war. These are not people that were, you know, soldiers killed other people in another country because they were at war. These are citizens who were killed right. by their own government. Yeah, the These of, were all uh, the socialist. war of ideology. Yeah. Uh, ideology, uh, actually, for but, the
0: benefit of the all. And I think I actually know this, so I don't. Yeah. know. Okay, go mean, ahead. Go One hundred million. Yeah.
2: Well, wow. technically, you're off by a little bit. Ninety. Well, he he. Are thinks, you talking
0: all those countries combined or?
2: Yes. Okay. So all yeah. the socialists, well, not even all of them, they looked at specifically Latin America, Eastern mentioned- Europe, Vietnam, Africa, and that's Cambodia. That's just within 100
0: years, right, since this idea. Oh, yeah. no,
2: that was from 1917 to 1979.
0: Oh, not even 100 years. No. Oh, gotcha. um,
2: 93 million deaths, best they could calculate. That is more than double the total deaths of World War One and World War Two. you have to in mind, double that.
0: Something about the Black Book of Socialism, I don't know if he mentioned it. That wasn't done by some like Christian conservative deal. That was a that was a, a study done by Harvard University mm-hmm. is who who did that like painstakingly. Tons mm-hmm. of researchers through Harvard. So it's
2: wow. You know, now we we uh, we want to ignore that, of course. Um, yep. So it's a deadly it's a deadly ideology that killed almost a hundred million people in that time span yep. in, in the nineteen hundreds. Um, does and they it's also, being championed again. Well,
1: as I was gonna say, does he also kind of explain like with this country? You know that that's the thing, right? I mean, does is this country had maybe too long riches for too prosperity, long, yeah, prosperity, and then there there's kind of a natural, especially
2: shift. this young generation. Yeah, they haven't experienced any hardships. Well, they listen, haven't go to fight a war. They haven't uh, done anything that was right. remotely scary or you know they didn't see evil attacking
1: depression a real serious depression right you know or been through yeah i mean even my generation you know i, I and the
2: most haven't. where did this start it started with the elites and who benefits in socialism only the elites so the first thing they well, did sure. was infu- infiltrate higher education academia yeah and then eventually max i remember you going to fresno state and you told me all this about a professor that yeah. was teaching you and i was like what how does this guy believe that this guy yeah. must be crazy and all of a sudden everybody in every college believe yeah. that and now it's in our yeah. high school elementary and it's primary elementary
1: they're attacking elementary yeah schools yes
2: down to so, that level um this chapter goes on to uh, show you in what ways we are erasing our past, right? We've destructed monuments, um, cancel culture. Uh, it's it. It's not just status and histories that are being torn down. It's also anyone who doesn't kneel at the altar of the prevailing political passions. You are canceled, and we've seen that. Um, uh, this is um, a quote from, I can't find his first name, Drer, um, but today in our society's dissenters find their businesses, careers, and reputations destroyed. They are pushed out of the public square, stigmatized, canceled, and demonized as racist, sexist, homophobes, and the like. And they are afraid to resist because they are confident no one will join them or defend them. He goes on to contrast that with the First Amendment, which states that Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise of religion or thereof of religion abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble petition the government for a redress of grievances well all of those things now are being seen as dangerous right yeah. you can't we can't have free speech people say mean and hurtful things um religion uh we have to change what what your religion believes because it's hateful or homophobic or right um the next thing he talks about, dismantling of the nuclear family, which we touched we touched on Elizabeth, a little bit. He says, "Marxism, um, the family is perceived as a unit in which wives are suppressed. That's what they that's what they preach. They're suppressed by their husbands and children and they're suppressed by their presence, uh, parents." So, the cultures of oppression must be broken up. Mothers have to leave their homes. And join the workforce. I'm not against moms working. If you want to work and you're a mom, God bless you. That's your right. If you want to stay home, however, and be a mom at home and raise your kids, that should be your right. You shouldn't be told that you're being oppressed, right, if you want yeah. to do that. Um, and then uh, socialists know that as long as the family remains strong, socialism cannot flourish. So there's an ongoing attempt to subjugate the home to the government. Talks about redistribution of wealth. redistribution of wealth. That's a hot topic right now. But he says, if you study socialism, in every single case that's been implemented, the poor have gotten poorer. And the few elites who have been assigned to redistribute this wealth have become filthy rich. It's proven over and over well, especially again.
1: especially during the, the, the pandemic, the COVID time. I mean, there was a huge disparity. Who got I mean, wealthy? Just, yeah, the wealthy. Just boosted. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. was, they're saying it by leaps and bounds. Yeah.
2: Um, so, and he says that you can these are studies after studies in socialist nations, the poor do much worse than they do in capitalistic societies. So they point out capitalism. Look, we have all these poor people. It's not fair. Then they institute socialism and it gets worse for everyone. Uh, he talks about defend defunding the police. Socialists are keen on keeping the reins of law enforcement in their control. Sure. Um, and we've seen that here, right? Defund the police, eliminate, uh, police things. Um, uh, so he, then he goes into how we can live in a socialistic world, um, and he ties all this back to biblical prophecy. I'm not going into that, but if you want to read this book, which I highly recommend, again, you can look at all the ways that Scripture prophesied these events happening, which now is pretty interesting.
1: How, how, how to live as a
2: religious person or what? In, Anybody. In a, in, in a socialistic if you were just, just like, like wow, I survive? don't think socialism is a good idea, yeah. what can we do? He says, refuse to live by lies. Um, don't bow down to the lies, you know, speak out, um, follow the truth. Um, don't just say you believe in something, but actually stand up and follow it. Um, he says small groups are, are important instead of being divided, be united with people and not divisive and resist any way you can. And he's got people who lived in a socialist world and then regret, regretted. Like I never stood up and said this yeah. was wrong or, you know, I was scared. I got canceled or whatever. Right. And then he comes back to Venezuela, which I think, again, makes a stark um, contrast to how it was one of the wealthiest nations in the Americas. Uh, and then today, 96 um, percent of citizens live below the poverty line. Most people earn less than a U.S. dollar every day. That's in Venezuela, once the one of the wealthiest nations in. And this is what less than 20 years after, you know, 20 something years after socialism was instituted there. Uh, He said uh, the price of toilet paper in Venezuela costs 2.6 million bolivars, which is like their dollar for a roll of toilet paper. 2.6 million um, because of inflation. Um, Refugees have been fleeing. 5.5 million have fled. Um, and this was as of 2014 We know it's continued um, So in short a country once Divined by freedom and opportunity is now Oppressed barren and hopeless That is the fruit of a Marxist Revolution And then he says look no form of government on earth is Perfect there are flaws In capitalism you can point out Things that are you know unequal And unfair yeah. every political Philosophy is defective including Democracy and the free market system but some ideas are worse than others. Marxism is the worst idea, one of the worst ideas ever conceived. Just ask the oppressed multitudes and its countless casualties. We should be aware of its history, herald its dangers, and oppose its spread. Interesting.
1: You know, it's funny you, when you're talking about this. Um, everything that you have talked about right now, we have talked about on this show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mean, happening. That's why I brought it up. Thing. Yeah. And here's the other thing that, that kind of came to mind when you were talking about it. You know, the difference, one of the differences I see, I mean, besides the obvious differences, though between capitalism and between socialism mm-hmm. is checks and balances. With capitalism, you have checks and balances, you know, where people cannot, they don't get out of control, mm-hmm. you know, because people are people. There's greedy people, There's mm-hmm. people that when they get power, they don't want to let it go. With socialism, that doesn't happen. It doesn't nope. give you those checks and balances. Nope. So the, those are the, the two systems. The other thing I would want to ask you is that does he also say in, in in venezuela did they have uh like a second amendment right second amendment right
2: do they have
1: arms in other words could the people once this defend themselves? In the government that's something defend i don't, don't know
2: he doesn't he doesn't talk about if they took the guns away but i we do know uh in germany and russia um in cuba they disarmed their citizens right yes. the guns are yes. dangerous they're deadly we need yes. to keep you safer by getting rid of your arms then, when the government comes in and does anything to you, you you can't defend you're, you're yourself. You're defenseless,
1: and, that, and that's that's the big thing. You know, people think that the Second Amendment is just there because oh, you know, just Americans love guns; they just love guns and wanted to have guns. No, the founding um, fathers, what?
0: I was gonna say you've wanted an answer. Uh, they do not. They did not have a Second Amendment, but in 2012, um, Venezuela implemented strong gun control, gun control policies.
1: There you go. And so here's the deal. You know, the Second Amendment, you know, is there because I was listening to someone talk about this. This gives us the difference when, when the federal government gets
2: out of control, mm-hmm. the like people- the king did, they were scared. They lived under the authoritarian rule of a king. Yes. We're talking about the uh, colonists. Yeah. And the yeah. people that came over um, to live in the colonies. So when they said, let we're not living under a king and we don't want the federal government to be, have that much power over the people. Yes. One of the things they did was to help protect the people from Governmental takeover and power was implement the Second Amendment. Well, that's
1: what is there. It's it's an equalization of power. So mm-hmm. in other words, you you can't get out of control, and that's the thing. Socialism is, is a system set up, obviously, to I mean, take, see, all, power to take all power away and from give people. Take all power government. All power. And at the same time, telling people that they're giving you all the power. Right. It's this double speak, you
2: know. Yeah, uh, and they do exactly thing. the
1: opposite of what they, what tell they say. You. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, very interesting book, man. That's
2: yeah, and, I highly recommend it. Um, where do we go from here? He's a great author. Um, he has many best-selling books. Um, again, a lot of it on prophecy, but not all of it. And um, you know, the other very funny- smart and all these things I just read to you, he cites them, so he's not making this up. Yeah. So the last like fifty pages of this books are where he,
0: where he got, got these the,
2: from the articles, the information. the information. Yeah. Look at this. It's it's a ton of notes and and bibliographies and everything about it. So. Um, but that's socialism. I just wanted to share that. Okay, see, pe- people don't
1: understand that. You know, they think that, especially now. If we get on the religious side of this, you mm-hmm. know, people think, oh, you know, the 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 re- old religious tropes, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And, but the problem is, is that they don't understand they're trading one religion for another. Yeah. I mean, socialism is a religion. It's a progressive leftism. Hardcore is a religion. Yeah, yeah. it's all a religion, and, mm-hmm. and depends on if you want to buy into that ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I think at this point it's going to be up to our to people yeah. in, in this country. To push
2: back, I just read Canada was trying to get well, allow, to get rid of their citizens to have handguns. They just passed oh, they the just law. did. They yeah, just passed the law. I thought they tabled it, Trudeau. But did, it no, did they go through. Did they table it? Well, Trudeau's yeah. a famous socialist. He loved uh, Fidel Castro. Oh, yeah. He was a, a so he
1: used Trudeau right now. Used
2: the text the shooting in Uvalde,
1: Texas, right. to tell his citizens that they they're Im- immediately he's going to stop all sales of handguns. Mm-hmm. You can't get can't get a handgun at this point. I so I don't know what that has to do with. With
2: taxes. Well, he's here's saving the, he's saving his people from, here's the funny from thing. violence. Yeah.
1: The the more the more uh, people that have guns, right, they, they've proven it's not the amount of guns you have that that caused these things, right? There were more probably right. more guns. I think more citizens had guns in their homes uh, back in the days before these shootings started happening. Yeah. It's uh it would actually be safer. You know, what happened? Well the kids died and they perished and obviously there's a lot of crazy things coming out. With that, I'm, I'm getting off on the gun thing, but the point being is that that is
2: the great equalizer, really, for this, the, the only thing the citizens can do. When you to have fight back if you have a government, government coming. But notice what Venezuela did. He got elected by promising the same things we're fighting for right now, social justice, mm-hmm. equality, um, all that stuff. That's what he promised. Free health care, free education. Those were the things that he promised. We're talking about uh, Chavez to Chavez, get elected. Yes in venezuela same thing that we're hearing from bernie and aoc right the same things that they're promising so they get voted into power mm-hmm. and then they implement these things and then oh no the supreme court pushes back this is not constitutional he stacks the court so the, then he has supreme court in his pocket he's got the yeah. legislators in his pocket and, well, look what's happening and then right when now. he gets elected again he can pass a law that says lifetime uh, there's no term limits. I yeah. can be so he's a dictator. At yeah, just become a dictator. Well, look what's happening
1: right now. The uh, the Democrats right are, are talking about stacking. They're actually going to expand Supreme Court so right. that they can get things done. Doesn't that? Sound, I mean, that's right. Yeah, out they're of doing it. the
2: playbook. That's yeah, what he said in exact, the, right on the beginning of this chapter. Exact Playbook. They're implementing the socialist playbook. Um, I mean, listen, was invented on, on a by whole. Marx. And-
1: on a whole, you know, if you look at the social, the idealism of it, you know, it sounds great. And it would be nice to be able to have that utopia. Unfortunately, the the one glitch in that matrix is man, right, or woman. I mean, humankind, right? Because people, like you say, they get power, they get greedy, right. and it always goes this way. Mm-hmm. Every time, it always goes off the rails. Right,
2: if you want to uh, not lose all your freedom and be controlled by a government, you need to spread out power instead of giving all power to somebody who promises that they will take all the power and all the things and spread it equally. They never do. They do. Everyone becomes dirt poor, as it's happened in every country that's had it, except for who? The very elite. The The, very, very wealthy and the people who control the government. Yes,
1: I mean, how many times have these people, these elites we have, these governmental elites, been caught during the pandemic doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. right? Their mask Going off. Going out to Everybody dinner. else has to have a mask, and their mm-hmm. mask off, They're doing everything. No, but,
2: everything. but remember the, the mayor of Los Angeles who's holding his breath during the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, he's holding his breath, yeah. yeah.
1: Or remember the, the one who was that? Was that in San Francisco, the one that was just, It was you know, Tony,
2: Tony, it was Tony. was Tony, 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 guys. It was Come on.
1: What do you do? You get moved <laughs> by the yeah. spirit,
2: and you just do <laughs> it. unreal. What? But again, that was my quick book. That was just a review of chapter one, <laughs> chapter one of where do we go from one? here. Holy I'm not going to do another chapter. But again, uh, they're very interesting. The uh, Bible prophecy of globalism. I will say one thing: He says that you know, the Bible does say Jesus said in the end times uh, you will hear rumors of war. You will the pandemics. The, the pandemics are brought up many times in the Bible, and he says, how does that feed into globalism? Well, we already live in a world where it's not hard to imagine it could be ruled by one leader, right? I mean, we have—we're so connected now. One person from a high priority can rule the world in one government. Technology—the
1: technology allows it to happen. Yes, Um, Yes, and
2: he says the something like the um, uh, COVID, uh, we became much more willing to give power to the government to help us survive these pandemics. He's like yes. one, one imagine a pandemic that's 5 times worse than COVID. The nations are already working together. They have we have a global economy. Well, the who? They're working to the to solve climate Control yes. and these pandemics now are just going to want people to give more of their well the hoop- power away to keep them
1: safe. I think it right? got shot down, but the the uh, the World Health Organization right just came out where they were trying to do this uh, thing where all basically the countries would give them the power in a pandemic for them yeah. to make the call. One year, so That's yeah. what you do. You have these outside people that aren't elected, right? In in these bureaucrats in these positions that now all of a sudden are given
2: all this power. That follow whatever global plan yeah. is is being and he set points forth. out that that is the final prophecy in the Bible of the rise of the one global leader known as the Antichrist. There'll mm. be one global leader that the world accepts to rule everybody. Yeah. Good news is <laughs> Let's get if you if you believe in the Bible, good news is the very next prophecy is the return of Christ and the destruction of that one global. Uh, ruler, and then Christ will rule. Um, but if you don't believe but, in it, uh, good luck.
0: You're on your own,
2: Dave. But oh. Jeremiah points out that he used to believe that the end times weren't going to be in his lifetime. Right? He's like, people have been talking about end times for sure. so. Yeah. so My long. Whole Christopher Columbus thought he was living in the end times. Yeah. It was a big yeah. Um, so did the disciples right after jesus left you know these are the yeah. end times so the but he says all the prophecies of the bible have been fulfilled except for that last one of the rise of the global basically the antichrist you know, but, he but, won't be satan he yeah. will be a man but it will be a well, man who is given all power and he says that's not hard to imagine anymore, right?
1: Well, yeah, but here, here's the thing, to too. I, I wonder if, you know, these end times, uh, so we're talking about end times, you know, I wonder if that is really, my thought is, is that left up to the people? And what I mean by that is that, you know, depending on how we react to all of this stuff, yeah. I mean, America especially is probably the last bastion yeah. of of any type of hope of freedom. Yeah. And if we give in, then yes, it's probably going to yeah. become an end times. You know, well, that's what scenario. that's what the point but of this. If we can hold it off a little bit longer, we and, can and try to enjoy.
2: If we you know, reject this, this socialism here, and and embrace yeah. uh, democracy and freedom, uh, we have a chance to hopefully make it through. <laughs> but uh, that we're closer and closer, you know, yeah. to this. Um, you, it's not something that you can't imagine anymore right one world government one world leader Um, well it's
1: interesting because everything like i said before earlier everything in that book we have talked about you know at this show i mean you can go to our past shows and and Mm -hmm. you can listen to all this stuff that that we've hit on and just and so there's a lot of like minds Mm -hmm. out there everybody is seeing there are a lot of people that are seeing this right this isn't just we're getting taken over we're blinded to this Mm -hmm. but uh so yeah it's it's up to us hey uh max i know uh, real quick before we go because we're running out of time here too uh, kind of along those lines, uh, you had an entertainment pick, uh, and I was very interested. You said yeah. you watched this movie, and I was very interested. I want to see it.
0: Yeah. It is called – what is it called? Yeah, so it's, it's a documentary. Um, it's uh, by – this was made by um, the crew at the Daily Wire. Um, the um, well-known um, bigot, Matt Walsh, had <laughs> done this documentary. Um, but honestly, I would say I know a lot of people – might be listening and saying, oh, okay, Max, here you go. You hate, uh, you know, trans people and everything. And I really don't. Um, no. I have no, I have literally uh, zero problems with, um, with anybody and their sexuality and how they live. Um, what I do have an issue with, though, and, and this documentary does a really great job is uh, of showing is a, a world where um, doctors and uh, we reject... Uh, the science that shows that most children, once you're an adult, I don't care what you do, it really has to do with children. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the real giant push to allow children before they are able to really make decisions about this yeah. to actually have life life altering um, uh, surgeries that will um, they. And honestly, here's the thing: they may they may not regret it, but what if they do? There's no way yeah. to go back. And there's a, a lot of evidence that shows that people who have these surgeries um, under a certain age within six or seven years, it's actually the number one group. um, uh, I guess suicide number one group of suicide Mm. um, rates. Really? Yeah. 12
2: times higher than any other group.
0: Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's specifically, uh, and it's, and keep in mind, people um, say that a lot of people who are um, uh, trans or different things, it's because they're not welcome in their, in their world. However, it's not the same for people who don't don't even have the surgeries, right? So if you if you live your life, for instance, as a woman, but you haven't had like the full surgery or all the hormones and stuff, uh-huh. then your uh, your risks suicide. of suicide aren't aren't nearly as high. So there's just a lot of evidence mm. of um, of just like, look, if we can just allow people to get to the age of eighteen before they make the decision, yeah, yeah, just just let us do that, for the, please. So this documentary is really For surgery. For surgery. We're right? not
2: even talking about, hey, you have a son, he likes to wear a dress. I'm not okay, even fine. talking that. I'm talking no. hormones right. and surgery. Life surgery, changing. Yeah. Life There's, altering.
0: Yeah, they go through a lot of a lot of real evidence. Um and you can you can find it all I, I can post it in the show notes. It's um the hormones that we um start with kids on at this age, if they want to it's like a luprin, right? Um it's the hormone puberty blocker. Yeah. Um, there'll be people who say um Look, it's fine. It just stops it. And then as soon as you're off the medicine, then you just get right back into things. But that's what they keep on telling us. But the truth is, the actual um, people who make the medicine, they invented this to chemically castrate people. Mm. Um, It's what it's used for. And they themselves have studies that show that if you're on this for 10 years, you have a significant, um, like almost guaranteed um, rate of getting cancer. So there is, wow. there is a lot of stuff, and we just kind of are yeah. ignoring it. So what this documentary does, he goes through this, and he just kind of goes and talks to people. And uh, his main thing is, he goes through a lot of stuff, but his main question is just, is what is a woman? And it's really interesting because he points out that that's a really hard question for people to answer now. So they'll say, well, it's whatever somebody wants to be. You know, Whoever, if they want to identify as a woman, they can be. And he says, okay, well, what are they identifying as? And they'll say, a woman. Okay, what but is, what is that? What mm-hmm. is a so he woman? He can't yeah. get the answer. And, it, you know, he goes to um, – he's at universities, doctors, like uh, a, like politicians. A, at,
1: at marches.
0: Marches. Pro- but the scary one is are these huge doctors, like some of the leading doctors in this field. They will not answer. Or or university professors, like the head of um, gender identity studies or ideology studies. The one, um, he says – The thing that you'll get a lot of is people saying, "Well, why do you want to know?" He's like, "I just want to know. I just want to know like some subjective truth." Yeah, people will lose their minds, and they're like, "Why are you using, um, you know, the hateful word?" He's like, "Wait, what word?" Truth. So people literally will start losing their minds. That Um, is crazy. He goes through a lot of the issues in schools, how they're teaching this. Um, And once again, it's not. I want people to understand. There's a lot of hate towards somebody like Matt Walsh right now. This yeah. documentary is very respectful of uh, of trans communities, of everything. He's just trying to make a point of, just for our... It's just about I, the children. Let children um, get to a point where they can make yes. a decision. That's all we want to do. Because at a certain why, point... <clears throat> why in a society right now do we have to? Do we have a
1: push where we have to tell children... Tell children really kind of what they want to be because children right. are very impressionable, Yeah, right? Like my my wife, I mean, listen, my wife will say, oh, my leg kind of hurts. My daughter's like, oh, my leg hurts. Right. So you're telling me that, you know, children are not very impressionable. Right. And when you tell them, and when you see these parents say, well, I know you want to wear your dress today. Or right. I know it's like you're not really impressing right. on
0: them. To do certain things because they want to please their parents yeah. and they want to please society. And you'll get what's really interesting is in, in Canada, Canada has very strict laws, laws that we almost we were one vote away from passing recently. The women's really? health bill. A lot of people don't realize what was in that bill. Um, it, it, people really the, the media really did not cover this. The only reason it didn't pass was because one Democrat, Joe Manchin, voted against it. It's the one reason we didn't get mm. this passed. I mean, all Republicans and one Democrat. In this bill, we would have had the exact same laws as Canada has right now. In Canada, there are um, fathers. There's a, a father right now. They interview him on the, on, in the movie who is um, currently – he was in prison. He's on bail right now because um, in Canada, they have a law very similar that says that if anybody, any child wants to transition or start hormone therapy and things, parents – it's up to the child. So his daughter at the time was 12 – and started getting on, like, TikTok and all of these things. Oh, and boy. And wanted to get, uh, you know, and felt welcomed into this community and was okay. told this is what's good. And so she went and, um, uh, at, the, at a doctor appointment, asked if they could start this. And his dad was like, whoa, whoa, timeout. Wait a second. Um but the doctors then like took her aside separately and said, Well, that's what you want to do. So, yeah, you don't need doctor, a parents' consent. She was consent, at a right? doctor's um, appointment um, with her mom separately or something. And um, he gets a call from the mom saying, Hey, they're starting our daughter on hormone therapy like right now. He calls and is like, Hey, you got to put a halt on this. Um, long story short, um, they didn't. And. He is now in prison for um, not using the proper pronouns when talking to his um, daughter. What? They have a list. Of, this is what made you. So Jordan- it's not
1: like he... I, I was waiting for you to say, like, he ran into the doctor's office and maybe, you know, some kind no. of... And no, he no. didn't even do it. So he's just not using the proper pronouns. Pronouns. He's literally in jail right now. Isn't this um, the same thing that happened with the, a school recently in America, though? Uh, we talked about this, didn't we, where the kids did not use their... They got They got in trouble for being bullies because they didn't use the proper
2: pronouns
1: or something. Uh, could be. There's a story be. about that.
2: Yeah. It's, um, um, so- well, here's the thing. This is not... A moral argument we're making based on religious beliefs this is based on scientific studies that proves that these hormone yeah. therapies are harmful um cause cancer um cause especially the surgeries cause higher much higher rates of suicide after yeah. seven years um there's also all the studies that have been done on i think they call it gender dysmorphia yeah right um have proven, have studied for a long time. It's not a new thing. They've done studies and studies, and the the long time study showed. Uh, I read this in 2016 that 94 percent of people who feel like they were born the wrong sex or wrong gender, 94 percent of them by the time they turn 22, accept the fact or realize, no, I guess I guess I was born with the right body. Mm. All right it happens after the age of 22 to 94% of people who identify as I'm in the wrong body um wow. so what we're doing to these kids now is if canada says no the kid can choose and do you know we have no say in it as a parent whatever if that science study <laughs> holds up the long term study 94% of these children will turn 22 or sometimes in their 20s and have struggles with the fact that i've cut off my this or made changes to that and now i don't know what to do i can't reverse it
0: and i have friends give mine i have friends who have um, undergone um transition and it's different if you're past 22 yeah and the thing was they were adults want to do it and they're happy with it i'm fine i don't care i'm just talking about children that's that's the only thing that i'm worried about
1: Well, there's other things too is that you know when when uh also the the other side effect is that when you go through uh, puberty there are certain things your body does there's changes right bone density Mm and other changes and when you block that then you could have also lifelong uh consequences health consequences Mm -hmm. because your body couldn't be properly Mm -hmm. you know transitioned right right to, to adulthood. I mean, so there, yeah, there are a lot of questions. Do, do they have, let me ask you this, in this documentary, does they have people that, that have, uh, that went through it and then said that they... Uh, oh, they there's a lot. Regret? They have a okay. lot.
0: They actually have, Um, it's a really really strong. There's a guy who runs a... Um, a he was a... Born a biological female. He is, okay. He's now a man. Um, he points out all of the um, issues that happen. This other thing is that they don't tell these children all of mm-hmm. the um risks involved the diseases and like he's gonna he only has a couple years to live because of all the massive infections oh my gosh he gets and that's another thing that they don't really tell you is that statistically um you have a ton more really bad internal staph infections because of a lot of the ways the surgeries and the and the way it all ties together so there's um there's a lot there's a lot in there so i would i really recommend it um uh, just because it's it's kind of just just and that's powerful, again powerful. Thing again, to it's watch.
2: not anti-trans to no, say no. Uh, we want our children to be safe and healthy. I think if you're an adult and your brain has reached the age of maturation, which not, they they know is like 25, right? And then you can understand, okay, these are the risks versus the benefits, and I want to go ahead with this you know decision that absolutely you're right and i you know i believe you should have the right and and if it makes you happy and if it what is what you want to do then god like literally god bless you like do it but as a a young as a child we know that their brains are not capable of thinking long term uh, they're not fully developed um and it's it's not even that they're allowed at this point it's it's become to the point where because of TikTok it seems like they're being encouraged, you know, right. to take these risks. Well, um does this documentary, you know, kind of point
1: that out cuz it's not really uh negative towards the uh community, right? It's just basically just letting them speak and 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 I mean I would I don't I don't think it's
0: negative at all towards the community. It's negative towards the doctors who are pushing this and the surgeries and the medicines on children. Yes. It's not negative towards the uh uh, trans community at all, it's negative towards the um or it's not even negative it just it's letting them speak in their own words for themselves it's literally them it, speaking in their own words of what they believe about um some of these things in fact, he'll ask um legitimate pediatricians like, well, don't like what do you say about the fact that this medicine is proven to um harm or cause issues and they'll say, we don't want to if you keep on asking questions like that, we're gonna have to end this interview. <laughs> Like they just refuse to answer. So it's wow. one of those things where it's like they know, they know the real studies. Yeah. Um, anyways, we're way over time. Yeah. This episode did not, uh, it's super. Uh,
1: <laughs> was it supposed to be the light episode? We were promising a light episode. It's not
0: a normal episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Next week we'll talk Stranger Things. Yeah, we'll talk a lot of and, things.
1: Um, well, no, you know, listen guys, I mean, we this was a deep episode. Uh, you know, but I think there's a lot of good information and, and I think it's getting to a time too where we need to really talk about some serious stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, as well as, you know, we have fun here on the show, but but there are serious topics here um, too to discuss. So yeah. anyway, thank you for joining us. Um,
0: yeah, you take us out. You take us out. Go I have no it.
1: idea how to, what, what's, what's the end? I don't know what the end thing is. I just make things up. <laughs> thank you hey, everybody for yeah. go for it. Oh, no, hey, thanks for coming in. Uh, remember, five stars is the correct number of stars, so please review the show. That helps us out. And uh, until next week.
0: Is that good? Until next week. Uh, what do they do until next week? Until next week? Uh, I don't know. Keep it classy No, for until us next now. week, you
1: know what? Go back and listen to some of our old episodes and we, listen to what we talked about and just what we said about in this book.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a I'll, good one.
1: Yeah, pick up some of our old episodes and, uh, and re-listen to them. You'll enjoy them.
0: Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, Talk to you all soon.